As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, was good? But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show for those interested in the big and small moments of history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're celebrating National Pencil Day by looking at the story of Hyman Lipman, the first person to combine a pencil with an eraser. The day was March 30th, 1858. Jamaican-born inventor Hyman Lippmann registered the first patent for a pencil with a built-in eraser. Lippmann described his invention as a, quote, combination of lead and India rubber or other erasing substance embedded in the holder of a drawing pencil. That sounds straightforward enough, but Lippmann's design was actually quite different from the erasers found on modern pencils. Instead of being attached to one end by a metal band, Lippmann's eraser was enclosed within the body of the pencil, just like the lead. That way, you could sharpen one end to expose the pencil lead and the other end to expose the eraser. As you might imagine, that setup resulted in a rather slim eraser, sort of like the ones you see on mechanical pencils today. It still got the job done, though enabling scribblers of all types to edit and revise on the fly just by flipping over their pencil. Hyman L. Lippmann was born in Kingston, Jamaica on March 20, 1817. When he was about 12 years old, he immigrated to the United States with his parents, both of whom were English. The family eventually settled in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where Lippmann developed an interest in stationery and bookbinding. In 1840, he took over the shop of the city's leading stationer, Samuel M. Stewart. In addition to binding books and selling office supplies, Lippmann also became America's first envelope manufacturer. He didn't just produce envelopes either, he actually improved the base design by adding adhesive to the back flap so it could be sealed more easily. 
Later in life, Lipman also made several other novel additions to 19th century office supplies. For example, he invented a method for binding papers that was sort of like the forerunner of the stapler. And in 1873, he became the first person in the United States to produce and sell blank postcards. That product became so ubiquitous that, rather than being called a postcard, it was widely known as a Lipman card instead. Still, any way you slice it, Lipman's biggest claim to fame was the patent he submitted in early 1858. His combination lead pencil and eraser was in good company that year, joining the ranks of other newly patented products such as the can opener and the ironing board. However, Lipman's invention was far more versatile than your average household gadget. The built-in eraser could be used to correct mistakes and make edits to a piece of writing, but it was especially useful for, quote, making mathematical, architectural, and many other kinds of drawings in which the lines are very near each other, as it may be sharpened to a point to erase any marks between the lines. Lipman's built-in eraser functioned the same way as any other. When rubbed across a pencil mark, it would loosen the particles on the surface of the paper. Then, the sticky rubber in the eraser would grab and hold on to those particles, while leaving the fibers of the paper more or less intact. Also, it's worth noting that when you erase a pencil mark, you're actually removing particles of graphite, not pencil lead. The confusion stems from the fact that when graphite was originally discovered, people mistakenly thought it was a form of lead and named it accordingly. In 1789, the substance was finally renamed graphite, from the Greek word for to write, but that still hasn't stopped people from calling it pencil lead, and it probably never will. In any case, humans have sought ways to correct errors in their writing for as long as writing has existed. And for a long time, balled-up pieces of bread were the go-to method for erasing pencil marks. It may sound strange, but some artists still use bread to lighten marks made with pastels or charcoal. That finally began to change in 1770, when English chemist Joseph Priestley realized that the vegetable gum produced by a certain South American tree could remove pencil marks more effectively than bread. He named the substance rubber because erasing graphite required a rubbing motion. Though, of course, there are all sorts of uses for rubber that don't involve rubbing. Not long after Priestley's breakthrough, an English engineer named Edward Nairn became the first to sell natural rubber erasers. They weren't attached to pencils, though, and were instead a standalone product, which he sold at the high price of three shillings per half-inch cube. Nearly a century later, Hyman Lippmann finally brought it all together with his landmark patent. He made a fortune off his creation, but not in the way you might expect. Rather than producing the pencil-eraser combos himself, Lippmann sold his patent to an entrepreneur named Joseph Reckendorfer in 1862. He made $100,000 from the deal, the equivalent of about $3 million today. Reckendorfer clearly expected to make a great deal more money off the invention, and if things had continued as they were, he probably would have. Unfortunately for him, the A.W. Faber Pencil Company eventually sued to have his patent overturned. The case went all the way to the Supreme Court, which ultimately declared the patent invalid in 1875. According to the ruling, Lippmann hadn't really invented anything 
as both the pencil and the eraser already existed. And while it was true he had been the first to join the two things together, the judges felt that wasn't enough to justify a patent. Once the patent was invalidated, other companies, including Faber, were free to make pencils with built-in erasers without paying any royalties. As a result, by the early 20th century, almost every pencil produced and sold in the U.S. was equipped with its own eraser. That remains the case today, with most pencil erasers taking the familiar form of a rubber tip attached by a metal band known as a ferrule. In that way, even though his patent was ultimately erased, Hyman's bright idea lives on. However, you might be hard-pressed to find a rubber-tipped pencil in many countries outside the U.S. For all of its convenience, the design failed to catch on in some parts of the world, including throughout Europe, where separate erasers still reign supreme. The jury's still out on whether or not eraser preferences say something about the people who wield them, but some armchair sociologists have suggested that they do. For example, a writer for a 1922 issue of American Stationer magazine theorized that, quote, it may be that foreigners consider themselves less apt to make mistakes than the happy-go-lucky Americans. Personally, I wouldn't go so far as ascribing a superiority complex to all foreigners, but maybe there is some truth to the writer's idea. If nothing else, it seems plausible that having an ever-present eraser might cause you to be a little more careless with your pencil, as any mistake you made could always be easily corrected. And by the same token, if your pencil doesn't have an eraser, you might be inclined to consider each mark you make more carefully. That said, there is something comforting and even liberating about having a built-in eraser. In 1915, when the innovation was still relatively new, a reverend named Silas Delmar Conger touched upon that sense of freedom in one of his sermons. He praised the pencil eraser as a symbol of American resilience, saying, quote, To keep our past failures ever before us would cause us to continue to fail. So take out your pencil, rub out the mark, and start over again. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast! podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. 
How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.